Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to clickety-clack on a Commodore 64. It's Frank. How are you today? Hang on. Uh, I'm just... Uh hacking into a weather satellite i'm just gonna make this winter weather go away real quick so thank you just just hang on thank you because computers can do anything frank i don't know if that's the moral of this story computers can do freaking anything they want and it's great and it's great Um, until it's not yeah exactly you know actually they can't do anything they cannot drink a beer Mm. um but you can so please tell me what you were drinking this fine day uh, yeah, well done. Uh, I am drinking another Von Trapp beer. I've been drinking a few of these lately. Today, I am enjoying the Hellas Golden Lager. Um, oh, yeah, I've had that one. That one Yeah, that's too. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, the Von Trapp. Hey, can, can you hold the can up for me? I actually want to see the, the logo for one second. Is it, it says Von, does it say Von Trapp on the logo? It does. Von Trapp. Brewing. It does say. Someone told me recently, I can't remember who it is. I mean, like this past week. That it's just the Trap Family Lodge and not the Von Trap Family Lodge because Von is a title and is not part of the family. Yeah, is that true? I believe that's true. I believe the Von is is uh, that's that's how uh, that's how they they write a lot of German last names. Sort of like uh, I don't know uh, William of of Aachen or whatever. You know, like gotcha. I think that's William the of Aachen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of, uh, of another one, but yeah, that, that's what works. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like that. Um, so it's, you know, it would be like, if you're saying of trap, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that you would just say trap. Uh, but because we don't know German, we are all just going around saying Von Trapp, but yes, they, the, the brewery at least says Von Trapp, um, Von Trapp brewing. I wonder if that's cause they don't want it to sound like Trappist. Like if they just said trap brewing. Oh, probably. That would be a weird beer branding yeah. issue. What yeah. are the chances? Yeah, but, but you are right that the Lodge is just called the Trap Family Lodge. Yeah. So okay. there you go. There we go. One, two, there you go. Yes. It's so interesting. Okay. Um, but good choice on the on the Trap nice. beer because nice. it is good. And if you're drinking a Trappist beer, that would also be that a good would also choice. be good. That would also be good. Those yes. are good. But alas, are great choices. No, not today. No. I am not drinking a trap beer. I am drinking something from the Great North Aleworks Company. I am drinking a black beer, Russian Imperial Stout. Um, it is a ten percent, Frank. I actually 10%. just had some of those in my fridge a, a couple of weeks ago. It is, it is tasty. It's like really good. tasty. It is good, and it's cold here. I don't know if it's cold where you are, but it is cold it is. as ice. Over here in where I live, 
correct. So same one, here. Two, three, fake street. Yeah. Same here. Yes. Yes. Uh, one, two, three, Sesame yes. Street. One, two, three, Sesame Street, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's really good. Doesn't taste like a bear, which I'm happy about. Yes, it's not made with bears. Not made with bears or bear fur or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it is that nice. It's that nice imperial stout, dark, um, like almost caramel. Yeah. Or like um, or um, I'm trying to think of the color equivalent actually. Like I. I used the wrong, like I colored the brown crayon too, like too hard or something like that. Sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, when the bits of the crayon come off on the paper and you're like, oh no, now it's a different texture than the rest of the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That that waxy sheen. Yeah, exactly. The waxy sheen. Yep. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. The forgotten Sheen brother <laughs> is Emilio and, and Martin and Waxy. And Waxy. <laughs> Not... uh, he was Waxy Estevez uh, for a while, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he came back around. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. When, when well, the whole Charlie, Frank, when the whole Charlie Tiger Blood thing happened, he went back to Estevez. He went back to. Oh, <laughs> man, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta. I'm back, baby. <laughs> All right. <sighs> well, Frank, uh, we are um, here again because we are potentially gluttons for punishment. We're here for another uh, segment of superhero slapback, mm. which is a whip sound, not a slap sound. But I can't make a slap sound without slapping something. <laughs> And there's nothing near me except myself, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> sure. Um, another episode of Superhero Slapback. We're here to talk about the... Per... I was going to say perennial, but that word does not actually make sense for what I'm about to say. We're here to talk about Superman 3. Mm. Now, Frank, this movie came out in 1983, yes. if I'm not mistaken, right? And um Yes, I did that without looking it up. I'm so happy. Nice, good for you. That that information is in my brain. Um, starring Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor, um, uh, Margot Kidder for a hot second, and of course Annette O'Toole, uh, later to be known as Martha Kent on Smallville. Little did they know when they cast her or asked her to be in the in the show, she was also Lana Lang. Yeah, so fun. Um, now, Frank, I had not seen Superman 3 since I was a kid, like, and when I mean a kid, like, I mean like a little kid. Sure. And so, I think I saw Superman 3 before I saw Superman 1 or 2. Like, this wow, first okay. Superman movie. Yeah, so, um, it had been, it had been a time, uh, and I also realized when I was watching it, I looked up a list of movies like, oh, what other superhero movies came out blah 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 blah. and i realized that we actually should have watched swamp thing first um west craven swamp thing came out the year before superman 3 oh really okay Uh, well we'll have to we'll have to rectify that and do that one next then but yeah we'll have to go we'll have to go backward uh for superman 3 but um yeah so (sighs) frank when was the last time you watched superman 3 it's been a long time it's been a long time Mm -hmm. for me too i mean uh, it's it, yeah. It's it, this. This is maybe my third or fourth time seeing this movie. It's it's. Oh, okay. Um, it it's been it's been a while. I I think whenever I got like the, I remember I remember watching all of them last. Um, when I whenever I got the DVDs or the Blu-rays, I don't even remember which one it was, but I got the set of either DVDs or Blu-rays. So I had I've had both at different mm-hmm. times. So 
it's been maybe somewhere between five and ten years since the last time I watched it. Um, and uh, okay. and I, I watched it as part of like watching all four of the Christopher Reeve films. Um, and I liked it more than I remembered this time Me around. Too. Yeah. Me too. I. This is uh, probably a. Um, I would say unpopular opinion mm. I think this is some of the best Clark Kent stuff in all three movies so far uh, there are there are some there is some really good Clark Kent stuff and you know you know why it is why it's because he's in Smallville and he doesn't have to be the bumbling like he doesn't need to be go out of his way to make it look like oh that guy can't be Superman he's just sort of being himself He's sort of just being the Clark Kent that grew up in Smallville and, and, you know, like, yeah, he gets a little bashful and nervous around Lana, but like, he's not like making things like fall and catch fire and everything like all around him. Like he does sort of in the daily planet where, where he's just clumsy and bumbling like to, to that extent. Yeah. There actually is a, a noticeable difference between the, the Clark in the daily planet at the beginning of the movie with Lois and Perry and Jimmy, yeah. which is, I just love that they were all hanging out in Perry's office. Like that was some quality Daily Planet stuff going yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Where Lois is like, "I got to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to do this." And he's like, oh, "I would like to write a human interest story." And you're like, "Yeah, you would, Clark. This is good stuff. This is quality." Um, yeah, but you're right. I he's not bumbling. He is to an extent, to a degree, to a degree, but not nearly. Like you said, like there's a noticeable difference once he's out yeah. on Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, well, so <laughs> um, what else did you like about this movie? Let's actually start there before before we tear anything apart, because Here's... I think it starts strong. Yeah, it has it has some it has some stuff going for it. Here's sort of my the thing that I realized about this film. And I said this I said I, I started talking about some of this in our Superman two episode uh, a few months ago. Richard uh, Lester who directed Superman, you know, the second half of Superman 2 and 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 this movie. Um great like comic film director. Um great comedic film director. And I think he came to this as a oh, comic book movie like I it should be funny, it should be kind of slapsticky, it should be a little bit campy. There should be, you know, jokes flying like every every few minutes or or sight gags or something. There should be comedy all throughout and and um this was the, his chance to really do that because superman 2 he was sort of finishing someone else's movie right um superman 3 he got to he was working on it to begin with and um i see now i have a better appreciation of what he was going for i think he made a actually decently like a decent comedy 80s comedy movie um, yeah i agree this. it's a it's actually a really competent movie like th- like Taking the Superman, like, is it a good Superman movie? Or that's a separate question. Superman yeah. well, that's a separate question. But like, as a just as a movie, it's it's well constructed. Like things, like for the most part, makes sense. Like I find, like I find the characters like engaging yeah. for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, not all of them. Like some things, like there's like, like odd decisions like even to your point he like makes a comedy film like the opening credits of this movie is just weirdly slapstick it's just slaps like slapstick like hijinks the whole way through um he kind of reminded me of like a hard day's night 
or like or like a Beatles, like yeah. you know, another Beatles film where it was just a little, or it's like Three Stooges yeah. or something yeah. along those well, lines. He definitely pulled from his his. In fact, there was a Beatles. You no, know, so he directed a Hard Day's Night. He directed Help, and and there was that. Uh, I did you notice that at at uh, at the high school reunion when they at the beginning of like the first. The beginning of the of the scene at the high school reunion, they're all dancing to the Beatles. They're dancing to Roll yes. Over Beethoven. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's classic sixty five. Like, how we right, and I just one great, but two like you couldn't the the amount of money that oh, you yeah. would spend oh yeah to do that now you would never ever yeah anyway, they they, um, they they shelled out for that but yes I love that as a as a little Easter egg but yeah no totally it totally feels like a hard day's night or, or like all, all that sort of um and a lot is like sort of surrealist. Uh, humor to it as well, like the thing uh, where the 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 walk don't walk sign, sort of the, the 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 two animated people come to life and start punching each other in the walk don't walk sign, yep. right? Or mm-hmm. like total surrealism, like just being absurd for the sake of being absurd. And the we even like the the little penguin that's on fire, the penguin like at the beginning in the opening credits, right, right, right. And he's like, and Clark just goes. <laughs> And he like just sends yes! it back on its way yes! and just kind of continues to go about his day. Like doesn't question it. He's just like, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. This so like... absurd. So absurd. So yeah, like he, he, he definitely has a, uh, he definitely has a, a liking for that kind of humor. That sort of absurdist, uh, you know, silly sort of humor that, that doesn't even, you know, bre- breaks the fourth wall or, or, or breaks the sort of reality of, of the story. But it's, it's funny. It's meant to be funny. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Um, That's cr- correct. But I don't. I didn't feel that I was supposed to take it seriously. Yeah. And so, like, I like the opening credits, like, set a, like a really good tone. That's for it me in this film. I think and he I was, was like, yeah, he was. All right, the tone. this is the kind of movie. This is the kind of movie that I'm going to watch. Okay, that's fine. Because Superman is a not as much as Batman, but he is a moldable character mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. You know, like where uh, it's it's a little it's a little tough. In, in all respects, because maybe because of his background or his origins, or just like the innate, he's not. With a a, a dark character can also be played lightly, but yeah, a light character yeah. doesn't always play well darkly. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's the I think that's maybe the difference um, between their adaptability. But I this was very light for the most part, pretty much all the way through, and so I like the even like the car that gets like like filled up with water and mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm just gonna save this guy from drowning in his car in the middle of the street right like you're right there's a lot of weird that was like it's like it's almost like he's saving him from a salvador dolly painting yeah yeah it, exactly yeah. yeah it's just you know strange funny circumstances a lot of sort of you know um yeah just like one thing leads to another and all these hijinks and it can continue to ensue it's like it's like metropolis is like one big rube goldberg machine in that in that opening Yes. Yeah, I actually love the bit when he changes in the the um uh what do you call it the t- photo booth? Yes. And yeah, and like, he rips it's got the every picture. picture of him changing. He like, yes. rips it. It gives the Superman one to the kid. It keeps yes. the rest. That's really funny. Like those. those are, there's some funny. You know, if you watch this movie at, through the lens of like, does it look like a comic book of this time of this era of like the 70s and 80s? It kind of does. Yep. Like it, it really kind of and and really it, it it's it's maybe more silver age than it is like bronze age but still like the yeah it, it is it is um you can see that he was inspired by like oh I'm going to make a comic book movie that's going to be like it's going to be silly it's going to be funny yeah emphasis on the comic um, emphasis on the comic um 
And did it does it seem like he read very many Superman comics? No, not not particularly. Um, he he didn't have any exposure to Superman. He was an American expat. He lived in Britain. He didn't really have exposure to Superman in, in the U.S. Mm. Um, but um, but he had a he had a comedic sense and thought he could bring that to the film. And I don't think it works really as a Superman film. But I don't think I, I used to think it was a bad movie too. And now I don't feel that way anymore. I think it's not the best Superman movie, but it's not a bad movie through and through. Now there are things that I mean there are problems with it. some the plot is it's convoluted at best. Yeah. Yes. It actually doesn't start convoluted. I find that the um I find it Okay, so you have like you have Richard Pryor who I found really endearing through the yeah, course of the movie. Yeah. Like he's just like a guy who I don't know, gets stuck in his own way, like, or, you know, he, he's, he's smarter than, um, he's smarter than the people around him, but doesn't let, but doesn't want to let people on, which actually is a nice juxtaposition to the blonde lady who's also smarter than everybody in the room, but doesn't let on, but it's stuff like that, like, well, why are you acting dumb mm-hmm. like like what 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 are you gaining from acting like an idiot but actually reading Kant in your pastime? yeah yeah that's right yeah 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 um so but uh yeah so I, I liked Richard Pryor he gets caught up in this like Lex Luthor light scheme yeah yes I mean absolutely that felt very much like like a Lex Luthor uh, character that uh Robert Vaughn was playing yeah, I I I don't know if it if it feels that way particularly because we're used to Lex Luthor the businessman, but Lex Luthor the businessman didn't really exist in this time. No. of Superman comics. No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, it's true. Um, but and, and in fact, the early early treatments or, or drafts of of this movie had uh, Brainiac as the villain, and that's where the computer really? aspect like stuck around. Knew it. And and I think the idea was the Robert Vaughn character was going to be revealed to like actually be Brainiac in the end or something or or be working with him like like he was a host for Brainiac or something like that. Why didn't they go with that? Do I you don't know? know. I don't know because um, that actually would have made more sense. It would have. I, I I feel like maybe they wanted to give it more of a. I mean, Gus Gorman, Richard Pryor is the main character of this movie, and I think maybe they wanted totally. to make it. So that it wasn't so much a villain for Superman to be facing off against, and more of like uh, a you know bully <laughs> that's that's troubling our our main character, which is Ghost Corman. Um, mm. Because well, if you went with Brainiac as the villain, then Superman kind of has to be the main character. That would be my guess: is that when they decided to pivot to having Gus be the main character, they they put less emphasis on it being a Superman villain from the comics. I guess that makes sense, but. I don't know. The, I think part of the issue with the story is that Gus, there's, there's no redemption for Gus Gorman. He's exactly the same at the beginning as he is at the end. It's true. It's true. And and like, Superman is just like, ah, oh, I like you, Gus. You're a good guy. I'm. You won't go to prison for embezzle for the eighty six million dollars or whatever it was you embezzled. Like, right. Yeah. Here. In like, fact, that's... I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get you a job. Yeah, but that you don't accept. That you don't I accept. Found funny. Which I found funny, but that way. Not miles, not miles that way. All right. Okay. Get well, I guess I'll walk. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I think it great. The film by the end graded on me. I think for that very reason, mm-hmm. in which that 
like I was enjoying Gus and I was enjoying Robert Vaughn and Clark Kent with Lana and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. But by the, but by the end, I was like, so what's the point? Yeah. Because like, it like it actually really does like drop the ball on like all the points it's trying to make at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Because Clark's thing is, which he does kind of have this arc where he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to Smallville to write about, like, can the small town guy return to the small town once he's been to the big city? Which I, I really liked. That was, like, yeah. that's a good human interest story. Um, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so he goes back to his high school reunion, and he reconnects with Lana, um, who uh, who ha- has a kid. Who it's is it what's his name's kid? No, the 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 guy who keeps trying to ask her out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh she they she mentioned that she was married. I think it's from her her marriage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't cuz it doesn't really clarify that. So Yeah, yeah. I think that guy yeah, so is they, just the he's just the he's just the the high school quarterback uh who peaked, you know, the guy who peaked in high school and and is just feels entitled never given that up yeah and feels entitled to to have lana because he wants lana gotcha um so so he so clark is like basically like it is the like can i just be clark kent again argument right yes without without ever really diving into that and that's where it starts to pivot Mm -hmm. because then when robert vaughn's character whose name I, i just can't remember for the life of me and gus gorman and whatever else in it though sister and they they have this plan they're like oh well superman's gonna stop us in like disrupting the world economy because of coffee or because reasons or whatever (laughs) um um uh we better kill him and so they got some kryptonite which is exactly the same kind of kryptonite that other people have used on him yes but it does something different to him i was like that just feels like weak sauce like well change the color it did it wasn't it was different only because it was like synthetic right they made it with the computer oh i did not get that okay so so they went to the reason okay. you might not have gotten it is because it's kind of a boring scene where Gus is literally sitting at the computer and he's typing in all the ingredients of like what they had found, like I don't know, all the elements that that they found whenever they at the Addis Ababa uh, site when they found all the kryptonite. Uh, he, and so he's typing into the computer. Oh, it's five percent zinc and three percent copper. Blah 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 blah. And there was like one percent of some element that was unknown. And so Gus just took a guess and threw tar in there. Oh. And that's what made the kryptonite. Uh, behave differently because gotcha. it was synthetic and they had, were missing one ingredient yeah i definitely did miss that yeah yeah i missed that bit but that's okay um it's it's one so, of those things that like if you're watching it at home it's easy to tune out because it's kind of boring it's just goes typing into a computer again right so well what it it does it it's basically red kryptonite right it in essentially it, yeah as it, we know it now or or black right. depending on yeah depending on comic or yeah. smallville mm-hmm. there were smallville retcon or whatever yeah, so yeah. um so it, it gives superman it takes away superman's moral uh compass yeah i guess um and it also um gives him a tan and turns <laughs> his costume a darker color his costume is like a shade darker 
Which is funny because I was looking at the costume. I'm like, that's just the Superman Returns color palette. Yeah, pretty much. But, yes. But in, this, but in this movie, it's evil Superman. Yes. That is, which I found kind of amusing. That is kind um, of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, really like the costume in this movie. There's like a. It's a different color. It's yeah. Like a, it's more vibrant. And the I really S like is, it. D- is bigger too. I think. Right. It is bigger. Yeah. yeah. I like this it's costume. Like, yeah, I like it a lot. I I didn't know that it was different. When, like when I was watching it for the, you know, for God, how many times was I, you know, watching it? How many years? Sure, sure. Hence, but uh, yeah, I um, I really like it. Um, but anyway, so it takes away his moral uh, compass, and that's where the movie really starts to lose me, because yeah. like, what is he? He's like he goes halfway between like prankster. And sexual deviant. Yep. Like. Yep. And I'm like, that's a what a weird line to draw. He's just kind of things. a jerk, you know. And yes, yeah, and then, and then ah, the 80s. And, but then you're right, yeah. uh, verging on on yeah, uh, sex criminal. So like, it's it's yeah, twice. Yeah. Like yeah yeah uh, um yeah, and that's that's just. So like because then at the end where she's like Superman yeah and he's like that wasn't me I'm like but it was but it was you, you. and so you're just throwing that off yeah, like you're like, like it wasn't me I'm sorry baby that that's it like, like no consequences to your actions that's just that's just it because that's kind of what yeah and I mean do. like <laughs> but like but but right but like what are the consequences to it like because like was it really him like did he have control it's all very ambiguous but yes. then like so like when then like the surrealist nature again of like Clark Kent like separates from Superman and they yeah. have this battle in the junkyard. What doesn't make sense to me is that he murders Clark Kent kills Superman. Yes. <laughs> right? Okay, yes. so but so but even though even though he separated from that body, so it's Clark Kent that's like the astral form or whatever. Yeah, sure. Then he kills Superman, and then he rips open his shirt to reveal the Superman costume underneath. And I'm like, but you would just you just murdered the Superman but that was wearing the costume. Him. He reabsorbed yeah, him. But they didn't visualize yeah. it. They didn't show it. No, it's, they didn't, but they visualized yeah. the separation, but they didn't visualize the reabsorption. The re- yes, that's right. That's so right. it's like you dropped the ball on the visual. I agree. Like, line. I agree. This, yeah. th- this plot... You know, this subplot reminds me very much of... Have you ever seen the Star Trek original series episode where Captain Kirk goes through the transporter, there's a transporter malfunction, and he gets split into two Kirks? Uh-huh. And he has to fight himself? Oh, yes. 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 It very yeah, much that's... reminds me of that. You got the evil Kirk mm-hmm. and the good Kirk, and then they have to go through the transporter again to be re- re-merged into one. Which is a very Silver Age comic very. thing to do. So, like, you're right, and, like, this is pure Silver Age. But it's because it's the 80s, it now has that sexy 80s yeah. thing to it. Where, like, he's not just a prankster, because that's what he would be in the Silver Age. He's right. like, he destroyed my favorite glass with a peanut. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. That, right, you know, right. like, right. But he's also like, but I also have to sex up to this woman. Right. Like, that's kind of, you know. Right. Or he has to straighten and- the Tower of Pisa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't Why? know what that one's about. Blowing out the Olympic one of the torch. Best bits of the movie. I actually really do think that best bit of the movie was the guy was the Italian vendor who like d- like destroys his piece, gets all new ones. Superman moves it back, and he's like like hits yeah. the guy with the broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that bit was great. That's like pure Dick Lester right there. That's right out of a Beatles movie too. Like that's that's mm-hmm. we're gonna have this dumb gag, and then it's gonna come back around at the end, and we're gonna do it again, like in reverse, yeah. like the same. Yes, oh. 
it is such a such a a, a classic like Richard Lester comedy beat. But yeah, um, mm. yeah. But he is just sort of remember the episode the the, uh, the website superdickery.com where oh, it was yes. just it's just pictures of like from the Silver Age of Superman, you know, running around being a jerk to people for no particular reason. It's basically right. that for for a big mm-hmm. chunk of this movie. Yeah, but I think part of the problem is that like. So the the first bit of the, the first act or two of the movie is setting up like can Clark can the big city man the man of tomorrow go back to his hometown and make it work mm-hmm. between being Superman and Clark, but it doesn't separate Clark and Superman. It gives us a morally ambiguous Superman, mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't fly with what was set it's setting up before, and then it and then it just. just is done with that it's just like they reabsorb and that's it like that's it. what a weird little adventure i just yeah had. yeah exactly it, well that's yeah, there's not a lot of substance to it there could be so much more about the like wow like the good the good side and the bad side were split but then the good side had to defeat the bad side in order for them to be reabsorbed like you 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 could have made more out of that but it's really just like a well, we need an action scene, <laughs> and yeah. and we don't really have a, a villain for him to punch yet until later. So for now, he's just going to fight with himself. Like, wouldn't that be a spectacle? Yeah, not really. No, yeah, no. Well, it turns like, out it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's about as exciting as Gus typing things into the computer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They just you know um, the junkyard set piece. They had their heart set on that, and uh, I mean it was. Yeah, they did. It's, they it's did. Yeah. So. That's where it really starts to lose. And then, so then by the end, you have this like big supercomputer that they're going to do something with because supercomputers. Yeah. Like it's just like it's, it really doesn't like start on like, like a COM 64 and yes. then or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And then it like transforms into this like, I would say almost reaction to Star Wars. I like, would, I would say almost reaction to Bond films. To Roger oh, Moore Bond Yeah, that's era. better. Yeah, which is actually a reaction to Star Wars. Oh, yes, that's right. Right? Yeah, because Moonraker, the whole reason Bond really like does his yep. Moonraker thing yep. with Space Lasers is because of Star Wars. It's because of Star Wars, right. And, they re- and so they, they, but then, they made Moonraker faster because they wanted to cash in on the Star Wars craze, right? Like, right. Um, but but I, I feel like that's that's what where they were looking at further inspiration i think you're totally right that is it's total bond villain yeah. layer yeah thing yeah it is kind of with apart from gus and superman it's basically a bond villains plan oh, right yeah. i'm going to disrupt the world economy with this computer that can do anything oh yeah like, it, it reminds me of like you know in the 90s or the late 90s 2000s when like it's the internet the internet can do anything yes well, let it, me just hack into this thing and this thing with the internet the deus ex like, machina was the internet in this case the deus ex machina is just computers period just computers and 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 just I, computers again there were moments where i could kind of see what they were getting at like oh okay it's it's um, public knowledge that computers now control the walk, don't you know, control traffic patterns and control weapons and, and control, um, you know, hydroelectric power and all these things. So, so what if we show all the things that can go haywire when we try to hack a weather satellite that we accidentally are also hacking the traffic patterns and the, you know, like done in a comedic absurdist way, but I see what they were getting at from sort of a layman's view of not understanding really how computers work, but just knowing they control all these things in our society the the very very simplistic idea of well what if what if a bad person went to use a computer and made all those things go haywire right um like that's really as complex as it gets 
It's funny because there's actually like a really nice charm to that idea while watching the movie. Like, yeah. like oh, it's a simpler time, just when you would think okay, being on a computer would do these things. Like, it, it feels almost nice to watch it's, because, like, they're so simple in their ways. It's so innocent. It's so like, really, it's like, really kind innocent. of naive. You know, like that. That is that was the worst they could think of. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. They're like, that's it. That's all. That's all I've got. Like, just. The, type in the computer yeah this unwitting guy but anyway so we get to the end and it's like a bit of a video game right too where they're like totally. you gotta shoot him with the missiles and all that and all that stuff and then we get what is probably the most horrifying thing to ever grace yes. a comic book movie of any kind and the sister transforms into some kind of living technological zombie thing because the computer's alive for a reason that we're not really sure of and it wants something. But that's why you said like this like this script had Brainiac in it originally. I was like, this is it. This, this is, is Brainiac. This is Brainiac. Yeah. You can see where right. they just sort of changed names on the page. Yeah. But kept the they story. Just the took same. Brainiac out but kept it out. And I was yeah. like like because I was like if this was Brainiac like if even if you said to me the computer was Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. And this woman like became his host and this was the end of the like i'm like this makes sense because i at least now have a conception that brainiac is a lot right or is at least an ai that has these capabilities and you just didn't mention that at all if this was a 90s movie like 90s early 2000s movie gus would have when he gave the the blueprints quote unquote blueprints on the back of the napkins and whatever uh he would have had like uh he would have had a like a, a, a backronym for Brainiac and what it stood for, right? Uh, oh, yes. Like, you would have had totally. that on his napkin, and and they would have probably mentioned it once and maybe not talked about it again, or maybe they'd say it again, I don't know. But, like, he would have called it Brainiac, and it would have been some, like, weird acronym for why it spells out You're Brainiac. right, big robot intelligence. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah right. Yes, yeah. yes, something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Or it would be like, biological robotic intelligent something 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 yep exactly <laughs> yes oh, just brainiac yep. don't even worry about uh, it uh. um yeah so but then it so and then it just feels kind of unresolved by the end because like you know like uh, you know that's it like uh, they gus gets away with it i guess uh other people die or go to prison probably um yeah and um Superman gets trapped in a cellophane bubble, which I think is like yes. I think it's justice for getting for trapping Nanon in a cellophane s and killing him. Okay, sure, but we at the end of the movie see him fly to space and and wave to the camera and smile and circle the Earth, and he's not breathing there either. But when you put him in a cellophane bubble, all of a sudden not being able to breathe is a huge problem. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> such a good point. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think. I was not thinking. That's so good. Oh, man. And like in the this next movie, like... the next movie, he's going to go to the moon. <laughs> like the same thing. Like <laughs> He's just toying with him. He's just, he's just being a dick. He's just messing with him. He's actually fine. I guess. He's I just like, got to make it fun for the kids. I like, couldn't help but notice that one. I was like, come on, guys. Oh, that's, that's just lazy. so funny. That is lazy. Wow, that's so lazy. Yeah. At that point, I was just kind of like, I was I was in it to win it at that point. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're just like, all right, this uh, can this can end any time now. Like, this movie could have been a yep. half hour shorter. This absolutely oh could gosh, have been a half yeah. hour shorter. 
Um, yeah, it's not even long though. No, it's, it's only two just hours. a two-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. But if you took out the whole uh, split Superman thing, because they didn't commit to that, right? Like you said, they didn't commit to having him split and having that be like an no. actual story to tell and all of that. So, no, it, because it, the because the story of like can the small town man go back to like and like survive or whatever? Like, yeah, you didn't finish that no, story. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Um, I mean, I guess they did that, like, Lana now works at the Daily Planet, I which guess, is not but... mentioned in Superman 4, if I remember correctly. No, it is not. Um, no, it is absolutely not. But, like, I guess that's that's a thing. So I guess, like, the the small-town man brings his small town back to the big city with I him. I guess, and then he gives her a giant diamond, but but they're not actually engaged, so... I... Very confusing. Right? Yes, because he's like, sorry, I took your ring. And I was like, did you, did you, did you do that? Like, I don't remember that, actually. Um, But... Was I not paying attention? Um, oh, she said she had to pawn her ring to to. That's pay the right. Bills. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, I do think that Lois was peak Lois here, though. Lois was I, peak for, Lois. Like, the two scenes she was in, she's like, I would go to the, I, I would go to Aruba or whatever and come back with a story about like corruption in the Caribbean. Gov- corruption. Yeah. Corruption in the Caribbean. Yeah. She. Yeah. She was. I liked her more in the like ten lines she had in this movie, and I I'm like same. I and it's not because to be clear, I'm not saying I liked her because there was little of her. I liked her, and I wish there was more of her like that. I wish we saw more of of that version of her like in Superman two and in Superman one. Like and you know I, I just, agree. I wish that there had been more um, of sort of that I version agree. of Lois who was. It's because she wasn't being like putting Clark down, and she was like I don't know. I just didn't. Nope, I agree. She was wholly competent, and she was she was wholly competent. She was funny, witty. She owned the room. Yes. but she didn't put anybody down while doing it. It was like a really well written Lois, and I'm kind of bummed that like that we only saw her for those two scenes. I mean, it was like what five minutes of screen time, maybe, maybe if we're, if if we're lucky. Yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, so that's that. And uh, I did enjoy the the running gag of the um, bingo machine. Oh yes, uh, you know, like the balls to the computer and all that, like changing it over. I thought that was all. That, that was, was all funny. Cute. Yeah, yeah. It's also struck me how tall and large Christopher Reeve was in this movie. Some of the ways that he was shot. You're like, you're really big. It's a big you're not man. Just like big. You're like really big. Because he definitely. He's definitely more muscular here than he was in the first one. You know how yeah. like, he, kept, he just kept putting on muscle, and he's like, he's just, like really like imposing. Yes, and I wish that he actually had like gone up against something that was worth his physical. Bulk. I know, I know. You know who his trainer was, David Prowse. Yeah, uh, Dave Prowse. Yeah, Darth Vader himself. Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did know that. So, yeah. But so anyway, uh, two and a half out of five. Um. So yeah, it's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, honestly, I probably would have rated it the same, uh, based off of my memory of it, but, but for for different reasons, I would have said that I didn't think that it was very funny, that I didn't think it was, uh, that it made much sense. I still don't think it makes a ton of sense, but it's funnier than I remembered. Um, Richard Pryor yeah, I- is, is given a lot of time to just sort of vamp and and improv, and there's that whole thing where he comes in, and he pretends to be the general or whatever. And I came in from the mm-hmm. Pentagon, and yep. he's you know improving for the crowd, and it's I I don't know that he was the best improv comedian because um, there's sometimes where he's just repeating the same thing over and over again, and I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's not really coming off as funny. Mm-hmm. So his stuff is like hit or miss. I feel like they gave him a lot of room to like, all right, just like do your thing, man. Like, 
the other actors are just going to like riff with you. Except they didn't really riff. They just sort of stared at him and let him sink or swim. Right. So maybe it's actually not even that he wasn't very good at improv. Maybe he just didn't have good scene partners. Maybe. But I also found that him like kind of doing that and no one responding to him like separated him from the group, which kind of like added his like added to his character as an outsider. That's right. Yeah. Going with the flow. So I thought it I thought it worked. And for me, it kind of added to the absurdness of like he's this like he's like in a different movie and the rest of them are like on a on on a comic book page like very cookie cutter and he's like in a completely different like planet from the, from the rest of them he is but i i i think he is one of the most i think he is the most fun to watch when he's on oh, yeah. screen because like he's clearly doing his thing he's doing his thing high or not yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah so yeah yeah, um, yeah it's a very different thing for him um compared to his his other material but like it it's a better. It's better than I remembered. It's a better comedy movie than I remembered. It's just not a very good Superman movie. But like putting that aside, it's it's got it's got redeeming qualities. Um, it just you know I, I I okay. Here's my question for you: what what superhero movie should uh, should Richard Lester have taken on in in this time period? Like what superhero fits his style? I'm like Wally West. I'm like. Uh, you know, if there if there was um, if there was like uh, the right Green Lantern could be a good could be a good fit for him, although maybe that's a little too detached from Earth. Um, but like he could. He could have done a, a really good like comedic take on on another superhero, and I probably would not have an issue with it if it if it weren't Superman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's too bad that it's maybe Shazam. Like, yeah, actually, Shazam uh, would be a good one. I was my first thought was Justice League International, um, but that's like I think it's a couple years later. That was it came out in '87, um, which is my one look up because I definitely did not remember that. Um, okay, fair enough. But like, there was like a, but the the Booster Gold Blue Beetle like kind of comedy duo spoof like yeah like the yeah that's what i felt like richard lester would be good at that like that, that dynamic sure um so but in the 80s before that that's the thing like i, cause I can think of characters but the characters some characters didn't, didn't exist yet uh but yeah i think booster gold he'd be he'd be all over that that kind of that kind of humor like I, I think that's that's the kind of thing he where he would really thrive. I, is it you know is it the kind of thing that would have drawn box office in the early eighties? No, um, but uh, but just what would he be a better fit for? I think that's right. I think that's that's a yeah, better and, answer. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm. That's going to be my answer. I think I like I'm going to keep it there. Yeah, because it's just it doesn't have to be gold. Yeah, yeah, gold. Hey, mm. there you go. Hey, yeah, that's where that's where I'm gonna land. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Frank, uh, this was a good conversation, but I would like to introduce you to a new segment that we are starting uh, at the end of every episode, or just about. Um, I have officially decided to close up, read up the um, podcast where we talk about books intellectually and stuff, um, and we're going to fold that into Beer with Geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, at the end of most Beer with Geeks uh, episodes, if I you know have something to talk about. Um, 
we're going to talk about it here. And I actually do have one this week. Otherwise, I wouldn't be mentioning it. Um, and it is actually thematically appropriate, um, which is not what's always going to happen. But I recently – well, it's going to be um, audiobooks, prose novels, poetry books, graphic novels, whatever I just happen to, to go through. This one is a graphic novel. And I finished Robert Venditti's and Wilfredo Torres's Superman seventy eight. Nice. Um, and so I actually just finished it yesterday. So this is like a good quality time. And that is so this takes place uh, between Superman one and two, I believe, um, if not just after Superman two. Um, and the villain is Brainiac. So I thought that was weirdly appropriate. Oh wow. Um, that uh, that this uh, um, that we were talking about. This is, was almost Brainiac. So it's like a. In universe, like this is the in between adventures, and Lois and Lex and Superman and Perry and Jimmy and everyone's back, and it was a really it was good time. It was like unadulterated budget, but like you know, like what would the Brainiac of 1978 look like, and what would he do? Yeah. and who would he be? Um, uh, and like who would be? Um, oh my gosh, who would be cast as him? Yeah. In, that in that era so uh he looks like um uh yul uh, brenner actually oh that's neat yeah that's... he looks like yul brenner which is would be good casting yul brenner would be a good um brainiac so uh but that's very cool the bottle city of candor's in there nice um so obviously and so like there's some really cool surprises some nice gags which i wouldn't get like so i just watched superman 3 and then i finished reading this book and in one of the panels in, in um, perry's office is the um bingo machine oh nice like, stuff to the oh, corner that's yeah great. yeah so it's really fun and you know gene hackman is you know obviously ish back as lex sure in here and he's wearing his purple and his green so you get some of the stuff that cool. you wouldn't get from um from the you didn't get from the movies but you got here so I do recommend four out of five stars. It was really, it was a really fun time. That does sound really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, how many yeah. issues is it? Six issues. Oh yeah, one, okay, that's easy. One graphic novel. Yeah, so easy, easy reading. But that's my that's my read up for this week. Fantastic, good recommendation. Well, um, you can find more shows uh, that feature Tim uh, talking about things he likes. Uh, over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, for any dollar amount, uh, helps us keep the keep the lights on, keep making shows, keep paying the bills. Uh, you can also contact us at beerwithgeeks.gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to uh, rate and review us uh, in your favorite podcast app uh, where you're hearing us right now, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon or any of the great podcast apps, um, I like Overcast personally, but hey, you pick you pick the app you like. And uh, if they have ratings and reviews, as Apple Podcasts and Spotify both do, um, it'd be awesome if you could leave us star rating or, or write out a little review. Um, that helps us uh, tremendously to get the show discovered by more and more people all the time. New people finding Beer with Geeks all the time. So uh, head on over to those apps to do that. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's it for us for this week, Tim. Um, good times, good talk about Superman 3. Uh, we sure did a superhero slapback. We sure did, Frank. I don't know why I paused there. Um, so <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> um, and so, well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And so until next time, cheers. cheers.